0: So, a different topic. A different topic. Good morning. A different topic. It's, Good our, first morning, morning. John. it's our first morning show. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, does well, that mean we can join the ranks of, like, Fox and Friends? Or Morning uh, Joe? No. No.
1: No. No. I am oh. not a morning person. We're not. This is, this is still in the test setup. Uh... Category. It's, it's streaming live today. Yeah, we're, we're still in the testing category. We're streaming live today. Yeah, we're live. We've,
0: How weird is that?
1: It would be weirder if we actually had an audience.
0: Well, it's about to be weird. Um, you think you're going to have some I'm gonna people show it, up? I'm going to send it to some people right now.
1: Well, that's cool. I mean, I don't mind having an audience. I'm just saying it would it would be weird if we had a regular audience that was looking for us and we had to do this on a regular basis, which... right is one of my goals with this don't be wrong awesome. yeah that would be awesome if if we had to set out time like saturday or sunday evenings to to record this podcast so that we could do live at the same time every week i would be stoked that would be just awesome because that would mean that we have we have an audience that is looking for us to go live and would be pissed if we weren't live at, at the right time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
1: And, and nothing, nothing would, would almost nothing would make me happier. I mean, I do have four (laughs) kids. They can, they can make me pretty damn proud and happy at, at many times. But
0: yeah. So I I have, I have permission from, uh, for my wife, Kate to include Uh her and our, uh, child, name so <laughs> um, i guess i need to get permission
1: cool. from all the legal aged people in my house and uh <laughs> make an agreement with my wife about the underaged people in my house
0: right yeah that'd be good man i had a i had this wild dream let me let me tell you about this this is uh, a yeah. completely unrelated to our show i guess but
1: it's a topic so so
0: years and years ago i had this uh, the this is uh, only twice in memory has have has this ever happened to me where I've woken up from a dream with like emitting some kind of sound like 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 screaming myself awake. This only have ever happened twice. Okay. And this particular time, it was because of this this one nightmare, and I I remember it so clearly. So I'm I I'm standing in the backyard of this really nice ranch style house and there's a pool back there. It's nighttime um, and I'm in the backyard. I'm facing the house and I can see across the street from the house is like a a tree line. And so I'm looking at this tree line over the top of that house from the back. And there is this this just giant Fireball explosion that starts coming up from behind the the trees, like back in the tree line. And so I I see this happening, and and there's no sound or anything. It's just this, just this fireball, this huge explosion rising up from the from there, and you know it's it's lighting up the the house and the the yard that I'm that I'm standing in. And so <clears throat> some fire starts kind of making its way toward the house, and so I I think I need to. I need to flee, right? So I run through the backyard and into the garage and get in this car. But for some reason, the car is right side drive. So I, I get in the passenger, what is normally the passenger seat. And so
1: you're, you're in England is what you, or, or Australia is what you're sure.
0: <laughs> Whatever it okay. is, it's weird. Right. So I, I get, right. in, I get in the right side and I start driving. I pull out of the, <clears throat> pull out of the garage pull out onto the street and there are these street lights that I can see and they're on both sides of the road. And so I'm driving and the, the car is I'm, I'm driving around this corner, this really gentle kind of left hand curve. And I can still see the, the neighborhood is lit up from this fireball that's in the sky and the street lights start getting dimmer and dimmer and i started becoming aware of someone else or like some kind of entity in the car with me in the passenger seat on the on to my left and i so i i i kind of become aware of it and i but i can't see it it's just this like shadow creature this like shadow being that's that's just in the passenger seat and so i start talking to it and i'm like what's happening i'm i it's i i, I can't see it's like it's getting harder to see i can't see and this voice that was like a male voice and a female voice at the same time kind of comes out of this presence in the passenger seat and says the more important question is why don't you have a face and what? i i woke up making this like Making this really bizarre sound, and it was just awful. It was just a a horrifying experience because it felt like my face was melting off. Like in the dream, like it felt like my face was just sagging and drooping, and everything was getting darker and darker and darker. And then this thing is like the more important question is why don't you have a face? Scared the hell out of me. Wow, it was a bad time.
1: So okay, uh. That is interesting. I think I have something that may be a little bit more unexplainable. I don't know.
0: Unexplainable? It was yeah, what I had was a dream. It's perfectly explainable. <laughs> yeah, no, yours is explainable. <clears throat> it means nothing at all. Uh, well, oh, don't 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 tell me dream you're one theory of those ones about people who you're not one of those people, right? like dreams tell you things about your life.
1: I mean, not about your life, but they can, they do tend to not all of them, but some of them do tend to be influenced by your emotions. So they can give you insight on, uh, what you're, what you're feeling before, before you go to sleep. Okay. That's all. Anyways. Uh, so Here's one that's... That's, uh... A story that's really weird... To me, anyways. So... I was sleeping... Uh... In my... Mom's old house. So... It would have been when I was about... 17 or 18. And, uh... My... My wife, who was my... Girlfriend at the time... Um was in the bed with me, uh, when we were, when I had this dream and what happened in the dream was I was in a house. I don't even know what house the layout was completely unfamiliar to me in real life, but in the dream, I knew the layout pretty well. I mean, like I knew where the kitchen was. I knew around this one corner was the bedroom, all of that good stuff. Uh, but in the dream, I started noticing like eyes looking out from dark, dark areas. and You mean like, ha- like
0: cartoon eyes where they're, they're like glowing in the in the darkness in the woods?
1: Is More like you? glowing yellow animal eyes, not so much cartoony. Like, okay,
0: like cat's eyes you know, gleaming in the yeah, light like cat- that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. And uh then I I would hear like this little chittering laughter. Um Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went into this one room for some reason and I turn around and there's like a bunch of little gremlins coming towards me. So I close oh, no. the door and lock it. Yeah, no, it I and I can't even describe the look of them. They're nothing like they're not like g- gremlins from the movie gremlin or or anything I've seen in pop culture or drawings or anything else. I don't know where I got this imagery from. but so i I locked myself in this room and they're like pounding on this door and about to get through. So I go to try and get into the bathroom that is on this room and they get through the door and they just swarm me and they oh, take Jesus. off the bathroom door that I'm ho- hanging on to and then they they separate it from me and they're starting to carry me out of the room and and so i feel their little hands all over the the back of my body oh
0: god Ugh. and
1: about then <laughs> i wake up and here's where the strange part comes in I still feel their hands on my body when I wake up, and then I drop onto the bed.
0: Oh man, yeah, you had a sleep paralysis experience.
1: But I literally dropped onto the bed. It's, no, you didn't. I I swear to you. Nope. I felt the bounce of the bed underneath.
0: <laughs> me. Yep, you sure did. That's a <laughs> that's a really common thing that happens with sleep paralysis. So okay. the people. They have this experience that it's tested in labs, right? So they do these sleep, these sleep experiments where they have people come in and they sleep and they, or sleep studies, sorry, where they have people come in and sleep and they just monitor them, right? Like what is, you know, talk about your rapid eye movement, uh, brain activity and that kind of thing. And people have in the lab expressed that they had some kind of dream where they were levitating or they fell off a building or you know, something like that. And when they woke up, they felt the bed bounce like they were like they were floating above their bed, but they weren't. It's a, that's a very common sleep paralysis experience.
1: Okay. Well, it's, it felt genuinely authentic to me and I I hadn't heard of, of yeah, that of course. study. So yeah, but well, it, it was really, really
0: bizarre. Um, there there's a, I I'm not super up on my neuroscience um so i I don't know i can't remember all the like the names of all the terms for this stuff but there's a there's an experience that people have when um they um i completely lost my train of thought it doesn't matter (laughs) well i started thinking about something else and while i was talking and it made me forget what i was talking about
1: (laughs) i hate when that happens
0: oh man Well, hey, we are talking about uh, uh, sleep paralysis. Uh, The um, yeah, it's gone. I don't know what it was. Sorry. Well, okay. So
1: a different topic. (laughs) Uh, Actually, let me let me go over the topics list that we have set up right now. Okay. (laughs) Uh, If the sperm that fertilizes the egg is just random in that one moment, then alternate universes wouldn't have alternate versions of us. They'd have completely different people. That's, I got that from a shower thought on Reddit. A shower, you had
0: a shower thought about sperm.
1: No, no, I got that off of shower thoughts.
0: Oh, so we're stealing someone else's content.
1: Yes, we're stealing someone else's content. But I, no, I can't link back to it. I, I, I can't find that back in my Reddit history. Who am I kidding? Anyways, but it's from Reddit. It's from. Some Reddit user somewhere. I don't know, but I saw it and at least I'm saying that it's from Reddit, so somebody can search it if they want to. Um
0: so so restate it. It's the well, this idea that on. the that an alternative universe, the you wouldn't be you. How does it say Maybe. It again?
1: Let, let's get into that in just a second because okay. what's funny is the next topic is eggs. Are they the devil?
0: Are they the devil? Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh but anyways uh so yeah let's get into that actually
0: so i'm I'm eager to have the egg conversation
1: (laughs) i thought i thought (laughs) you actually might so i thought it was funny when i put it in the topics list but i'm like hey we might actually talk about that let's talk about the uh the shower thought that somebody had on reddit sure about the the sperm alternate universe theories yeah so um, can you can
0: you reread it Read it one more time.
1: Okay, so if the sperm that fertilizes the egg is just random in that one moment, then alternate universes wouldn't have alternate versions of us; they'd have completely different people. Okay, but that's not necessarily true.
0: Yeah, so we need to unpack that a lot. Yeah, a lot. So <laughs> the, the part was that the part of that that bothers me is if the, the is the concept of random that it says, you know, if if it's random. So, and then it makes a, a statement. So like, right there, there's no, that, that, that person didn't, didn't satisfy the need for, I don't know how to say, what am I trying to say here?
1: Well, when you, even if that's like, the case, you, can't, you in- can't
0: hypothesize, you can't come up with a, a solution to a, a problem that you don't know exists. So he said like, here's an unsolved problem that may be true in this way so that doesn't really get us anywhere so i guess well, the first thing i'd want to unpack is this idea of randomness when it comes to the sperm fertilizing neck
1: all right well what what i'm thinking is in what in what's stated here it's somewhat true in that assuming random probability of of sperm fertilization, then, yes, in alternate universes, it's possible that there would be there would be completely different people. but if alternate universes exist because of variations of chance, then it's actually likely that there's both different people and universes completely filled with the same people with just different choices that those people have made. Every, every contingency would have to have been, would have to have been covered by alternate universes.
0: Well, Uh, so are, are we working under the assumption then that if alternative, alternate universes exist, that there are infinite, an infinite number of them.
1: That would be the assumption there. Yes. But then, then, there's okay there there's that it's it's an assumption so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you have to build out the rules in which you're talking about alternate universes right i mean it it's it's got to be in what framework are you talking about alternate universes what are the rules of the alternate universes <laughs> because we yeah. don't have any any proof of alternate universes we don't have right any any rules that are natural that we have observed in alternate universes so it's not like we can go and say oh well no this is how alternate universes work duh you're an idiot for saying that because right. that's that doesn't there, there are so if rules, we're going to talk about it science we ha- fiction
0: we have to set up some rules in order to to unpack this whole sperm thing
1: well I mean, kind I mean of. We,
0: we do because the <laughs> this concept that the you know this person's making a claim that that if it's true that the sperm that gets to fertilize the egg is random, then everyone would be different. That it it sounds to me like he's assuming that or he he, he she, it sounds like a he thought. <laughs> um that's the it just sounds like something a dude would think about um that the he he's assuming that there's only one other universe. Essentially.
1: Now if there's only That's one other like. universe, why would there only be one other universe? That, exactly. Yeah, that 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 doesn't make sense to me, but then again, I'm not in this guy's head. I I don't know what his rules are for alternate
0: well, universes. I've, I I I feel like it it doesn't what he's saying doesn't really uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying <laughs> to say.
1: Well, okay. So this uh this may be malformed in 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 our ability to really give it appropriate discussion beyond what we've already given it. So well, that, in a different that's why topic. I was saying
0: we have to, we have to make some assumptions about rules.
1: Yeah. So if we're basically gonna, if, we, we have to come to an agreement on what we were considering rules for alternate universes to have this discussion. Yeah. Right.
0: So I, I think that if there are alternate universe, I, I prefer the model where there are an infinite number of them but
1: that's what i would prefer that's what i would assume where if you're going to have alternate universes that are based on random chance
0: well so where i where i kind of come to that conclusion is i i really like the idea that alternate universes spawn from um not from chance but from timeline um like timeline forking or whatever you would call that so like um <clears throat> Yeah, but do you of,
1: realize how many how many times the the timeline would fork every
0: yeah. moment? Not well, even. That's, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So that that's exactly my point. The you know we we made the decision this morning to get on and and try to do this thing live. Now it's entirely possible that we decided not to, and 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 when when we were faced with the option of going live or not going live. One of us has said, decided, you know, I don't want to go live. And at that moment, there's a new universe where we didn't go live.
1: Okay. So that's the, there, there's where the rules can differ though. That's, that's assuming the, the, a timeline only splits. If somebody makes a conscious choice to go one way or the other, not conscious, what if it's any choice? Okay. Any choice. So if it's any choice, if it's, if it's, and, and that's why I say chance, because if it's any time that there is the possibility of more than one option happening, then all options happen on different timelines. Right. It could be uh, the toaster sets fire when when bread's in it or uh, a cell splits and and a DNA mutates or doesn't mutate and every single part of the dna chain has that same chance so okay so there's that many number of of but you're you're
0: going you're going into a direction i didn't go and i was thinking about it while you were talking so okay uh you're talking about dna well dna isn't isn't part of a decision making process or dna doesn't decide things it's not it's not a mind right so right um so if you know like i'm holding right now holding a pen so I can take some notes about what we're doing for editing lunar. And, uh, I could have selected a couple of different pens there, but I, I, I'm particular, I'm fond of this particular pen. So this is the one that I went with. Um, I could have chosen the other one. There is some alternative universe where I picked the other pen and, and okay, that so- alternate alternate me is an asshole because he doesn't understand how <laughs> he doesn't understand the good <laughs> pens, but, um, I, so think, I think in that, that model, that, it would mean, though, that th- in, in the absence of minds, so if we had, if this universe didn't have minds, there would only be one universe.
1: But that brings up the qu- question of, at what level is it consciousness? Is it a mind making a choice?
0: Right. The, so the difference between a human choosing between pens and a squirrel choosing between acorns. Exactly. So I was going to
1: say dogs, but I mean, same difference. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So does a universe split off because an animal made a choice? They still made a choice. It was still in a mind, but was it a mind that recognizes that they're making a choice? So does that make it a valid choice or does that make it nature? Does does light being a wave and and a and a particle and the quantum state of you know not knowing where where a particular light particle is going to land
0: schrodinger's cat
1: yeah okay yeah Schro- schrodinger's cat
0: <laughs> Scroat
1: <laughs> Scro- scrotinger's Scro-ting- Cat. Sc- the Scrotum cat. The s-
0: <laughs> Scroat cat. <laughs> it's our new mascot, Scro cat.
1: Scroat cat. Um uh, <laughs> it's a cat that looks like a ball sack. Yeah. Um and so <laughs> Oh god. Now we're gonna have to find that and post it somewhere. We we need a uh subreddit, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna make that today. Um. So, if <laughs> if if you go by conscious choice, then you have to decide what level of consciousness does that choice actually make a difference. But that doesn't make well, sense to me. So
0: I I <clears throat> I'm in this I'm in this this group of people that uh i i'm increasingly convinced that there's no such thing as free will okay so that has this has a bearing on this conversation i think because
1: absolutely uh
0: because i you know i prefer this particular pilot precise v5 rt pen but why do i prefer it i didn't choose to prefer this pen the that preference is forced on me so that I didn't have the will, I didn't free will choose to like this pen. I just do like it. There is some force, whatever that is, that has made me like the experience of writing with this particular type of pen. And and that so some force that I wasn't in control of. Now it's a simple, it's a small example, and you know, but it to me that's an example of. I don't actually have free will when it comes to the choice of pens.
1: Okay. But now on that same, on that same, I guess, topic, um, if you, if you don't have free will, well, there is no alternate universes based on chance. If, if everything is preordained, if, if everything is right. it's based on is chance set. or by choice, or choice.
0: Cause those are distinctly different things. Okay. Cause if if we're talking about universes existing by chance, then we could have alternative universes without minds. But if if it's based on choice, then we could we then we can only have uh alternative universes uh with choice. Is it? That- I screwed that up, but I think you try. Do you see what I'm trying to say? I
1: I think I do. So if, if it's by choice, we would have to have free will in order for alternative universes to exist. If it's by chance, alternative universes can, can exist without. It's not,
0: it's not about choice or I'm sorry. It's, it's not about the, for in my mind anyway, if alternative universes are a thing, and they come into being when a choice is made by a mind, it's irrelevant if free will is involved because the choice was still made. What my point, though, or what point is, though, is that the experience of making that choice is somewhat dictated by the physics of that universe. So I'm in this universe, the one we're in right now, having this live podcast, and um, the th- there are things happening in in the universe that are in influencing the next word i say all the decisions i'll make for the rest of my life and so on and those events well, are somewhat outside of my control we're getting into
1: a totally different different world though of of universes because if if different universes can have different physics which is <laughs> entirely possible but a whole yeah. different level of universe un, universal theory
0: Multi-universal theory? Multiverse Um, theory. I don't know. Yeah, multiverse theory.
1: Yeah. Okay, so if different universes can have different physics, then free choice is neither here nor there because physics... Helps if well, if uh, you don't have free will, then free physics helps determine well, the so actual choice. that you're going at, to are make. Are you
0: su- are you suggesting then that an alternative universe created by a choice made by someone may stop having the same physics that existed at the time the choice was made?
1: No, um, that that so would you're, require you're, a you're, whole different framework from what I'm thi- so, thinking of. So of those, different universes. So
0: in our model, then it's it's impossible it seems to be impossible that a universe would exist with alternate, alternate physics. Like the, 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 in in the the model, in
1: the framework I'm working with right now. Yes.
0: Yeah. Cause like, it's possible that the, the, the particles in some alternative universe would be arranged differently. I guess Mm -hmm. they would have to be right. Because a different decision was made. Your brain is made of particles. And so, right. But but the physics
1: don't determine how the particles are, 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 in place the physics determine how those particles will react with each other once they're in place the the particles themselves don't make the physics the physics are the rules that the particles behave by
0: right so and that's what i mean so in there's a there's a place where like gravity is repellent and that's the opposite of our universe, right? So everything just right. like scatters or right. whatever. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about here is a different arrangement of particles with all the same rules. Correct. Right.
1: At, at least in, in the framework of the discussion we're having. Yes. Right. We could have a completely different discussion that is about multiverses with every multiverse ha- may have totally different physics involved and i am not even sure i know how i would have how i would go about starting to have that conversation that is
0: hmm. (laughs) yeah i mean really neither of us are educated in this way so we're kind of (laughs) just we're just we probably to someone who knows stuff about this if we probably sound like fucking idiots
1: (laughs) well yeah i mean Unless we're talking about, I don't know, server security, uh, (laughs) server, server building. Yeah, you want to talk about uh,
0: like object oriented design patterns I'm in.
1: Yeah, I I mean, then then you could start to make arguments that we may be subject matter experts in what we're talking about, but we're not here to talk about what we're subject matter experts in. (laughs) We're here to talk about things we're interested in.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I guess, so we never really addressed the the issue of the whole fertilized egg situation. So now we kind of, we have a little bit of framework for how the rules of our alternative universes work. Okay. So let's try to tackle that. He, are we, so the way that the question on Reddit was posed was that the, that the, 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 the sperm that's chosen to fertilize the egg is random
1: right in in which case that implies that the framework of of multi, you know, multiverse that he's using or she um is is a framework which takes into account uh the the random chance of something happening not just choice so if if a event has any possibility of having, uh, well, not any possibility it Has any, any percentage of something else happening in that event. There's, uh, an, a universe that's split off for that event having happened. And, and in that case, it would have to be if there's a 1% chance of something happening, then there would be a universe that 1% chance happened if there's a 0.001% chance of something happening then there's a universe that that 0.001% chance of something happening happened uh so in in that in that framework every just i I don't know what the smallest unit of time is uh in in it's, uh,
0: it's a practical a plink uh, okay. Plank second? Yeah, plank,
1: plank second. Every plank second, just an uncountable yeah, just number of
0: universes. It's called plank time.
1: Okay, every plank time. You said plank second. I
0: know, I was. I looked it up. <laughs> I was correcting myself. It's plank time.
1: Okay. So every plank time, every unit of plank time, there is an actual uncountable number of universes being created from everything happening in the world, from from particles, in so motion we've, <clears> throughout <throat> but the we we've, we've diverged the
0: from the universes that are created by choice.
1: Correct. Okay. But in in the framework that the the original uh statement supposes, it can't be a universe created by choice because a woman being fertilized by uh, a sperm doesn't have the choice of which sperm <laughs> individual sperm they're
0: fertilized well, by. That's only true if we're talking about uh, the, the, a natural way of inseminating because they can actually choose a specific sperm and a specific egg in a lab.
1: Yes, they can. I don't believe that the, the intent of the statement was <laughs> artificial said, insemination by said, in, within a
0: lab. You said a woman can't pick and that's not true. She can.
1: Okay, generally speaking, a woman can't pick.
0: Okay,
1: it it is conceivable that there are certain uh, circumstances that do allow a woman to pick which sperm fertilizes her egg. Great, <laughs> not which person's sperm.
0: This is important. Which, I, it, it, which it's particular important. Sperm it's important to know itself. what the meanings of terms are and what we mean by things.
1: No, yeah, but, you you're know. absolutely right. It's it's very important when when you're speaking on pretty much any topic i mean you have to know what framework you're 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 speaking within and yeah. well <clears> that's because you know, like, especially when we're talking about the,
0: these uh, these alternative universes because when you when you say a woman can't choose the sperm that fertilizes her egg you're describing a universe where artificial insemination doesn't exist you see what i yes, mean so yes so like, it so is when important. you're when
1: you're talking about absolutes like that yeah you then then you're setting a rule in, in the framework. This cannot happen. And if it can happen, then it's violating the rule of the framework. So you're right. I'm, I'm not disagreeing.
0: Great. I just, it's I just it's funny it.
1: how we can have a five-minute conversation about how we're agreeing on the
0: subject. <laughs> you mentioned absolutes. Uh, I have a question. It's off the topic, though, so we can wait.
1: Well, are are we? Do we want to shift off the topic? I mean, we've been on this topic for
0: like half an hour, good
1: amount of time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Do we want to take this moment to pivot?
0: Uh, Sure. All right, so a different topic. So, do absolute truths exist?
1: Ooh, that's a very good question.
0: I feel like intuitively. The answer is really simple. If, because <laughs> if, if absolute truths exist, so do absolute truths exist? If you say no, the immediate question is, is that absolutely true?
1: Is that an absolute truth? Yeah. As, and, but if you say yes.
0: Then it's open. Well, yes
1: is the only, only question that yes is the only answer that can, can exist. Because if you say no. No. Then you're giving an absolute truth to the question of so, do absolute truths exist.
0: So the so the, the only the,
1: answer is yes.
0: You, well, it's not, it's not true though because um, <laughs> it's not absolutely true <laughs> because uh, what you just did is a false dichotomy. You you said I mean, that I, the, the only other answer is yes, but that's not true. You have the other option of I don't know, and or so, maybe or maybe, but that's the same thing as I don't know. So, sure. <clears throat> or at least in this context. So I would like to explore the option of I don't know slash maybe slash yes. So, okay. um, Can you think of an example of something that is absolutely true? And the first thing my mind goes to is math. One plus one is two. To me, that seems like it's absolutely true that if I have... Until you reach the speed of light. Well, but quantity doesn't change. (laughs)
1: Uh, it's I, I'm I. I don't even know the the. I'm talking out my ass right there. I, oh, okay. I don't even know the the math that supports that statement, if there is any. You know, it's 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 a joke that you see sometimes.
0: One plus one equals two, except for extremely uh, except large it yeah, or one rather, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean. So it, can you, uh, other than math, can you think of of anything that's absolutely true?
1: Um, I would say the sun always rises in the east. But
0: okay, but that's false, though. The sun doesn't rise; the Earth is rotating.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so the effect is still the same. I mean,
0: the sun appears uh, to always rise in the east.
1: Okay, so yeah let let let's let's step back from our General pedantic selves for for a moment. It's and, important. And, and We're let, talking
0: about philosophy. It's 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 okay. important.
1: Yeah. So the the sun appears over the eastern horizon every day. Right. Due to the rotation of the Earth, but still. But that's not a constant, is it? No. Because eventually,
0: Earth goes away. That will not the sun be the goes case. Away.
1: That's a constant within our lifetime,
0: likely. <sighs> likely but so we could say that today the sun rose in the east because it's up already so right you know it's 10 25 for us yeah it's yeah exactly it's up for us so we experience the sun rising so i guess that that is an example of an absolute truth so it sounds to me that maybe the answer to that question is yes where people bring up the concept of absolute truths, they're usually talking about spiritual things like, um, or at least in my experience, people don't bring up things like absolute truth unless they're talking about deities. And so we, we kind of get into this, this world of, um, you know, Zeus or whoever, whatever God creature existing and giving commands or, um, you know, performing acts in the world um wait are are you about to tell me that Zeus doesn't exist? no are you about to, to i would be never accurate? I would never make a claim like that I'm kidding well I, I mean that's a that's a real question yeah, i'm no, i'm not is. gonna I am not gonna make that claim I'm not going to claim the existence or non-existence of any gods because I don't have any evidence one way or the other
1: right, but on the same token I'm not going to to Claim the opposite.
0: Um, yeah, you can't, mean, The you can't, so <laughs> leaving the, the topic of absolute truth. Um, you can't, The when I, somebody, I don't remember who it was, but somebody gave me this example um, when I was in college, when, when somebody makes a claim about something, anything at all, there's a, um, I have two keyboards on my desk. That's a, that's a claim. I'm claiming to you that there are currently two keyboards on my desk. What I'm doing is. I'm saying that my desk is guilty of having two keyboards on the desk. It's up to me as the prosecutor of desks to provide the evidence.
1: You're saying your desk is guilty of having two keyboards.
0: Right. So you think about it in terms of courts. So I'm saying that my desk is guilty of having two keyboards on it. So now I have to be able to provide compelling evidence for you to believe it. The burden of proof is on me. Now, it's that's innocuous. You don't give a crap if I have two keyboards on my desk. If I were to say something like, I have a mythical dragon in my basement and he tells me things, absolute truths about the universe and about ways that I'm supposed to live my life and the way that you're supposed to live your life or there are major consequences, he's going to burn you alive and then eat you, right? You are going to immediately be skeptical of that conversation <laughs> because there, as far as you're aware, there are, there's no such thing as mythical dragons. You know, they're Like right. you, pro- I probably don't have a dragon. Like you're going to be like, I think this person's insane. Right. So now what I've done here, like you, at some point we have to prosecute that. We have to say, okay, provide me the compelling evidence for your dragon and, uh, and that it speaks to you, and that it knows absolute truths about the universe, and that those absolute truths matter in some kind of moral or ethical or ethical way. So then we have we have to break all of those things up for you to be able to make a decision on whether or not you should believe my mythical dragon.
1: Um, but then, then you have to agree, and and only because you you mentioned morality. You have to agree that there's something that specifically de- defines what is and is not moral for all people. Or at least I guess it could well, be but it doesn't matter. what the, the dragon, dragon judges moral. The dragon
0: okay. is the one that's making the decision there.
1: Right. So he he would apply, or she would apply whatever it considers to be the morally just decision across all people. Right. Absolutely without any any question of context.
0: Right. And so, you know, I'm the follower of this particular dragon because, you Man, know, that's an
1: he, asshole dragon.
0: Cause he's, he's in, he's in my basement. Right. And so right. I have this dragon and he's, he's told me about ways that I'm to live my life. And, uh, he has threatened your life because you're not, you don't live in the way that this dragon sees fit.
1: Well, your dragon's an asshole, John.
0: Okay, great. And so, so my, my asshole dragon says, you know, you should live your life differently than you do. Um, And if you don't, then this litany of terrible things will happen to you along the way. And so now I've been sent out. The dragon has told me to leverage his justice upon your life. So I then come to you and I give you the opportunity to accept my dragon <laughs> as uh the moral authority and you are then you have to then look at me and hear the things that I'm saying these wacky crazy things I'm saying about this dragon that I have and you have to then say is this true how do you then figure it out i'm coming to you saying that on penalty of terrible torturous death you have to assume you have to accept that the things that this, that my dragon is saying are true and you have to change your life.
1: Because you tell me that the dragon just on my lives word. in your basement, just yeah. on your work. I, yeah. And so now and I, I'd ask you, process- you for proof of that, that dragon. I mean,
0: yeah, well, so I'm saying that I'm guilty of having this mythical dragon and this mythical dragon is guilty of perfect knowledge, absolute truth, uh, moral authority, and all of this stuff, I'm, you know, so I, it's on me to provide you the evidence. Like Obviously, you're not going to believe this shit. I'm going to come to you and say, my dragon, blah, blah. You're going to be like, that's ridiculous. Tell me more about your dragon. Prove to me there's a dragon. Right. Why don't people do that for religion? It's exactly the same thing.
1: That, that is correct. It is exactly the same thing.
0: Religion immediately gets a pass. We say, uh, you know, you come no- somebody comes knocking on my door and says that they have, a, they have a magical friend that lived thousands of years ago and knows what's best for my life. And when I say, how do you know that? They just say, well, I have a feeling or I read it in an ancient book written by illiterate Iron Age peasants and blah, blah, blah. They say all this stuff. But that's not evidence. <laughs> that's that's not compelling evidence for anyone. That wouldn't hold up.
1: Right. But then then an argument that's used, and technically it's a valid ar- argument. You You can't prove a negative. You can't prove he's not
0: there. But that no one made that claim. We're talking about prosecuting claims. The claim is right. that there exists a m- magical, mythical dragon. That is, has perfect knowledge, knows the absolute truths of the universe and has moral authority.
1: Well, let's, let's, it's not, it's never
0: on the defendant. It's not on the defendant or rather it's not on the, it's not on me to say, to prove that your statement is wrong. It's on you to prove that your statement is right.
1: Well, that's how it works in a court of law.
0: And that's how, but that's how evidence for anything should be handled. Everything. There isn't, there isn't a scenario except religion where people handle, uh, handle evidence that way.
1: Correct. But here's where the pass is given. All the evidence is in the afterlife.
0: That's nonsense.
1: That's, that's, that's what they're counting on is is for you to be afraid of, of not being able to be satisfied in your afterlife.
0: So it's fear that I'm I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to believe the person coming and knocking on my door about to tell me about their magical mythical dragon with perfect knowledge. Well, why else would I be
1: a... Why else would I follow what your magical mythical dragon is telling me to do, other than the fear <laughs> well, of him coming and doing something bad to me now? Right. Well, that, that's
0: that's my point. That's kind of that's what, partly my point.
1: Yeah. Well, instead of the now part, they're just shifting that and going, "Well, my magical mythical ja- dragon, he he's there and and." He doesn't like how you live currently, but you can change. But if you don't change, he's not going to do anything to you right now. What he'll do is when you pass away, instead of being able to do whatever you could do afterwards, when you pass away, you're going to live on and he's going to destroy you over and over again.
0: But see that. And that's once you live on, but that's my, but like, it's like, there's a series of claims that come up, and then when you say, "Okay, support those claims," there there are more claims made without any kind of compelling reason to believe them. And so, this is this is a a problem that I feel like religion has. Now, don't get me wrong; I grew up in the church, right? Like I spent a lot of time in church, and was leader in a youth group, and led Bible studies and you know, all of this stuff. So I, I know what it's like coming from, from that side of the fence here that I have been in this position where someone has come to me, you know, I've, I went to them with, with, you know, Jesus is Lord, change your life. And then they respond to me with this mythical dragon thing. And I don't have a response. I don't, that, that's a compelling argument to me. This, this is, this makes a whole lot of sense. If you know, I can't support, I couldn't support anything I was saying with any kind of evidence that should compel anyone to believe it. Other than if you don't, you'll you'll have a horrible, torturous infinity or with some other unsubstantiated nonsense. So it seems, I, I just, I'm trying to figure out how to, what, what is the, the way to handle that? If you, I want you to, to believe and act a certain way based on something that I believe, how do I convince you of that? That, that, even happens, that the same thing happens with, um, the, you know, the difference between Republicans and Democrats. You know, one side of the, one side of that fence says that, um, you know, gays should be high armed and married. And the other side of the fence just says <laughs> no gays. So, you know, like, give everyone guns. <laughs> Wait a second, yeah. No gays. Well, why? How are you people the moral authority here? And and where are you getting that information? It, both sides need it. Like, show me why gays should be able to get married. And sh- and to you know, side A, show me why gays should be able to get married. Side B, show show me why gays shouldn't be able to get married. Right. Because both of them are making claims, and then when you say explain that to me they can't they don't
1: so wait a second hold on hold on just a second we've set up two two rules on the podcast before we started
0: shut up (laughs) (laughs) i know
1: i I I couldn't i couldn't i just
0: i can't talk about i can't talk about stuff without getting into this like it, it i just can't it's not in me so,
1: so this episode is going to be called the episode where we break the rules right off
0: the bat. <laughs> this, maybe this episode never gets published. We just do another one and we call that one episode two. <laughs> oh
1: no, this is, this is live already. Yeah. This, this yeah. is getting published. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. We <laughs> we'll, we'll break the rules, but we'll, we'll keep the rules. Rules are made to be broken, right? But I mean, right? I
0: really, I haven't, I haven't said what my opinion is, other than to say, no, that, that's true. Other than to say that I, I find this mythical dragon concept compelling. I find yeah, that interesting, and and I don't know how to argue against it. So that's what I was hoping to get from you is how well you know because a mythical dragon thing exists no, no matter what we're talking about and i just happened to take it down the religion path but it could be anything it could be yeah like i said the the keyboards on my desk the my desk is guilty of having keyboards on it or um no if if you lived
1: in in a dark cave and weren't able to get out of that cave but you said there's sunlight outside of this this environment that, that that i'm in and and you're talking to somebody else who is only lived in that dark cave with you. Neither one of you had seen sunlight, but there's sunlight outside. Somehow you know about it. You've Maybe you felt the warmth through a particularly, uh, particularly thin part of the cave, but no lights coming through. So you surmise that there's something out there that creates that, and, and you don't exactly know the concept of light, but you've, Figured it out. There's something out there that's warm and, and more comfortable than what you're in. So you're telling your friend, this that's been in this situation for both of your entire lives. And you, you tell your friend, there's, there's this warmth, there's this light that I know that's there. And your friend goes, what are you talking about? This is all there is. It's right. we're going to, how do you in, know that? this area the, how do you know that
0: yeah the well, the the, the cave is guilty it. of existing in a place where there is an outside and that outside is guilty of having some kind of warm light feature right Th-
1: this area on, on over here feels kind of warmer well of course it does you put your hand over there all the time <laughs> well yeah because it's warm but your body is warming the rock you put your hand there all the time they there's no way that either of them can can prove that there is or is not light or warmth outside the cave but one of them insists that there is and
0: so that's a, a yeah but now in that there, situation the the person making that claim is being intellectually dishonest you don't that person should in this is something that i've had to learn how to do And didn't realize I needed to learn how to do it until somewhat recently that I need to be able to have the level of introspection that that person in the cave feeling the warmth on the wall doesn't have. That person, that person should be like, I think there's something out here, but I don't know that. So when I go to my cave dwelling friend, I shouldn't make the claim that it is something that I can't prove because he doesn't even know it. That person doesn't actually know what's on the other side.
1: Now, that is a problem that I have re- with with religions in general is somebody coming up to me and telling me, this is how you should act because this is definitely a thing. There, There's this, this being that that is beyond anything that you can sense, that is greater than you, greater than all of us. And this being says that, that we need to, to act this way. Right. It's like, well, and and exactly what you said earlier. Well, did, did the being speak to you? Well, no, but I know that the being wants this. Well, how do you know? Well, I read this book (laughs) that I have no way to really authenticate.
0: Well, Um, but I read this book. So, well, let's, let's back up though. So you, you said, well, did it, did the dragon speak to you? And the answer was, well, no. Well, let's change it. Let's say that he did. What changes there? Nothing.
1: And okay, so so there are people who who claim that they've they've had some experience where they've felt the Holy Spirit speaking to them. Yeah. And and not not to say that people. they didn't. Okay. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna claim that they didn't didn't have an authentic experience. I will not claim that. They can't prove to me that they did have it, but they had it. So I'm not going to sit there and tell them that their experience was false. Right. But on the same token, I cannot then turn around and use their personal experience that they have no proof of as claim to support what they're trying to tell me is the correct way.
0: Yeah, that's not evidence for you. That was evidence for them. Exactly. Because... No, there is no religious experience that a person can have that can provide evidence to someone else now now am i saying <clears throat> that
1: because of because i i haven't personally seen any evidence that I don't pragmatically believe it or that I do pragmatically believe it I'm not making that statement either way here right but me either in the context of of Conversation and and on the subject of of proof and, and proving a a theory or or an existence or anything like that, that it can be said that you know that is something that nobody's in in within our our lifespan. Whether it's whether the the stories in the Bible are absolutely true and everything happened two thousand and four and six thousand years ago exactly as it's written is is another story now it's a story that physical evidence today tells us is not true within at least within the time span and with the exact wording laid down in the right. bible itself and 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 furthermore in the older works and uh i have don't remember what the old Testament is called in the, uh, in the Jewish religion
0: Torah, but the Torah,
1: okay. The Torah. Yeah. So, or, or in the Torah or in any other religious book within, within that, you know, that, uh, pantheon of, of, of religion. Um, likewise, any other myth that other religions have, it's, there's events described in the myth that in, in myths that may be parts of it may be able to be substantiated with evidence today, and right. and most of it, and specifically the the specific happenings of it, will never be able to be substantiated today. Um, some of it can be proved that at least it didn't happen where or or necessarily when we when it's written about that it happened, but then along those same lines just because it didn't happen where or when it the text says it happened also doesn't necessarily mean that it, that it didn't happen in one some way shape or form just because a myth has been created around an event and that myth may have changed to emphasize certain parts of an event doesn't mean that the myth is is at its core incorrect. It it is wrong, but it's not necessarily incorrect. Do you do you understand what I? What yeah, I, mean? I think
0: so. I think I see what you're saying because it, it so, it's like the you know, um, saying that um, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying not to beat up on any one particular religion here, but the only example right. I'm getting right now is the concept of Jesus. So the uh. Jesus may have existed. He may not have existed. You ask ten experts, and you're going to get ten different answers. <laughs> you're going to get right, you're going to get two different answers there. The, the
1: the point is though that we can't go back and see with our own eyes or with any kind of recording equipment that that this one man walked the earth at a very particular time and in very particular spots. We have no way to go back and record that today.
0: Well, right. But so what I was, I guess what I was trying to say is, um, you know, to, to kind of illustrate your point, it may be that a Jesus existed and that person was a religious leader, but he may not have actually been divine. But later on, he was given divinity in his followers' books. So that's an example of like the the myth says that say myth air quotes here. The the myth says that there was a divine Jesus, but the truth may be that there was a Jesus.
1: Well, I mean I can point out a couple of Jesuses today, but Well, yeah, exactly. uh, Like I said, I'm not trying
0: to beat up on any one religion. I'm just using it like the
1: they go by Jesus today, but I mean,
0: you know. Well, we have like Uh, You know, the the Dalai Lama exists today who you can you can go to him and meet him like he's a physical person that exists in the real world. But if we were to just stop having Dalai Lamas and uh, any Buddhists that followed the Dalai Lama today would write great things about him. And then in 50 years, those great things would probably be inflated a little bit. And then 100 years they will be inflated a little more. And then in 2000 years, you've got this magical f- hovering person, you know, like the, like he would, he would probably be elevated to this, this magical type type of person over time.
1: In, at least <clears> in <throat> theory, I mean, granted, we're not, we're not saying any of that is, uh, well, especially with, with today. One of the problems that well, exists that happened, with- that
0: happened to George Washington, that dude was a, a violent murderous rapist and we, have, we we uh not George Washington because Christopher uh, Columbus <clears throat> oh Columbus, yeah Columbus and his yeah. crew were were awful people they they came over here for reasons that I applaud them for, but they came here and did some fucked up shit but you have to read the right book to learn that you as a kid you're not right. told all that you're just told that oh Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue <laughs> and he came over and now we have America and guns. You know and and uh <laughs> I say that like I'm against gun owners uh, ownership, but i I have my own arsenal here anyway that, that happened with him <laughs> yeah, that's like that's kind of what what I was not, laughing about, yeah, we're not that far removed from that story, and it's already to the point where it's not the story that you're told as a kid isn't true, isn't the whole truth anyway,
1: well, true, and we're able to. At least we're able to to go back and at this point realize that and and find texts that that chronicle more truly what what he was actually like and and we're able to pinpoint you know hey this this person wanted to improve the the life conditions for Italian Americans and. So he made Christopher Columbus more of a folk hero than than he really probably should have done and, <laughs> right. and we can we can we can backtrack that and and we can find that. But we can only backtrack that and find that because the level of literacy that went into the records of christopher Com- columbus's voyages and 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 antics were actually fairly literate records that, even though, the English language wasn't actually fully codified in gram- grammar. And it's kind of hard to read stuff from back then, even, even from a uh, hundred or 200 years after that, it's, it's still kind of hard to read some things because a lot of, uh, a lot of word forms weren't, weren't set in, in a codified way. I mean, you, yeah. you would have 15 different spellings for, 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 thought (laughs) but the word color um, yeah or color (laughs) (laughs) color um so yeah we at that point you know we can still go back and we can find more of the truth and we may not even still be able to find the whole truth there and in fact for anybody's individual life i would hope that we'll never be able to go go back and find the whole truth minute for minute from what everybody's life was that's I I say, I hope because I have no idea how much the government is listening into what we're saying right now, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, how, how close the, the spy drones are and seeing me with my head, of course, then again, I'm broadcasting my video to you. So they've, they've got that. Yeah. Well, you're
0: broadcasting your video to me and then I'm broadcasting our audio to the entire planet. (laughs) <laughs> right. So, so I mean anyone. Right now, minute for minute, right
1: anybody now. can can tell what we're doing. Right. But what uh what we can't do is go back and get anything near the resolution of activity for Christopher Columbus that we could get for someone today. And even less so the further back you go. Especially when you get to a point where Writings are done only by priests, or or or, or legends or are reading. handed like like yeah. Writing yeah. it's not even writings; it's it's just word of mouth. All of your from, education
0: came from someone else that their interpretation, their understanding absolutely. of it came to you the, as as fact.
1: The times <clears throat> of Plato, everything that we've got from Plato isn't from Plato's hand; it's from Secondhand somebody who heard what Plato said. Right, and wrote it down later, and it wasn't from Plato. It was from some random guy that had heard what Plato said from from the guy who taught him. And we don't know what Plato said. We don't know if 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 he was a blithering drunk idiot on a barely able to stand on a on a knob on the ground and just ranting just stupid stuff. Stand on a knob. Oh, little, what the hell does bump. that mean?
0: <laughs> like a knob hill? Yeah. Stand <laughs> yeah. on a knob. Okay. It's like you 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 went back in time to like Plato's era. <laughs> so you and can-
1: instead of him standing on a, a regal little hill, speaking out to a crowd, <laughs> there's like this bump in the pavement that he's standing on yeah. that he thinks he's on his platform and he's just yelling at people drunkenly going by him. Um we, we don't know. <laughs> little,
0: little did we know Plato was the second gunman <laughs> on the grassy knoll.
1: Exactly.
0: The grassy knoll. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the but the point is that once you get past a certain level of literacy, it becomes much harder to to validate anything that's written. Whether it's sacred texts and and again, not pointing out the torah the the Bible any text i don't I don't care what religion there's no way to validate it yeah well and
0: and and then we but and i I agree with you there are people who try to validate them and and this is another thing that that gets under my skin. you can find experts on all manner of things um related to religion you can find experts for every religion under the sun and those people when you put them all together still disagree on what things mean or what the truth behind things were and so like forget the whole magical mythical dragon thing let's just talk about that if somebody comes to you with their any religion any belief system at all really the religion or otherwise and says that they have figured out some truth about it or whatever. And that you have to, you have to, you should believe it or uh, it should occupy space in your mind. Um, but then all of the experts disagree about its origins. What are you supposed to do with that information? And specifically with religions, um, there's just two two guys that come to my right come to mind right now: Richard Carrier and Bart Ehrman. Both of them are biblical Christian biblical scholars. They have devoted their lives to studying biblical history. Um, they know a great deal about the original manuscripts, and both of them, they have the exact same knowledge base essentially. They have, uh-huh. they have similar experience. I think Richard Carrier um, is maybe a little younger than Bart Ehrman. I'm not sure, but they, they both have devoted their lives to studying biblical stuff and they come to different conclusions on whether or not Jesus existed. So what am I supposed to do? And I don't realize that's just two people, but the bulk of Christian experts fall on different sides of each of these of each different concept, whether Jesus existed, whether Jesus was divine, whether the flood happened in the Old Testament. So so I don't have the interest or time to devote the rest of my life to studying this stuff. And it seems to be that there is a lot of evidence to suggest that even if I did, I could still be wrong. Absolutely. So the truth about any religion is entirely hidden from me.
1: So does the truth matter?
0: Well, yeah, because the, the that those books, you know, the, um, the... Will you ever find the truth? I'm just illustrating a point here that right. generally in, in the U.S., at least in the U.S., I've never left the country, at least in the U.S., the the concept of christianity is is peace and love and just this hippie idea of uh you know loving each other and loving your neighbor yeah today and when you bring up things like the crusades people get all uppity (laughs) they're like "Ah, it's a different time and blah blah but this is this is well, my point. It's, it's that a different I can't, time,
1: but it's supposed to be the exact same text. It's supposed right. to be the same message. So, how does the message change just given the time? Because that's if if it's a continuous message, and and it means the same thing throughout history, then it doesn't. Then it shouldn't be changing throughout time. It should be constant throughout time.
0: Right. And it, it seems to me, me that it should be way. accessible by by all intellects and. These people who devote their lives to this kind of study end up with PhDs on the topic, and um, I know people who are not capable of getting a PhD. Like they're just, you know, I'm probably one of them. <laughs> you know, that we we th- there are there are people who aren't intellectually capable of that level of study, and so when a book is telling you, uh, you know, the Bible any religious text is telling you to live your life a certain way. You don't have the time or skill to vet that information yourself. There is no physical evidence that anyone can provide you that it is actually true. What are you supposed to do? You just have to accept it. And then how do you know which one you might as well throw a dart?
1: That's kind of the the thing is, is, You find out as much about it as possible and you align what your personal beliefs and morality system is with what agrees most with it. And unfortunately, in in my opinion, that's not necessarily the best way to make decisions either because then you're in a a echo tunnel of of opinions, right? If, If nothing you experience challenges what you believe, then it's easy to believe what you believe, and it's and it and it's not necessarily worthwhile believing that. I'm not saying it's not worthwhile. I'm saying it's not necessarily worthwhile. Right. And that's that's one of the things that is a pitfall in in a belief structure too, an unprovable belief structure is that if you can't prove it and there's several variations of it, and you go with the one that that most closely most closely fits in with, with your personal narrative, then once you're in that group, all you hear is what closely fits in with your narrative and what little differences there might be. You'll probably eventually migrate your personal narrative to take into account those differences, or at least justify them. And you'll never challenge... Yourself, Because then you're being reinforced and when you come up against something that goes against your what these beliefs that you set up and and you've got this constant echo tunnel reinforcing these beliefs, when you come up to something that that contradicts these beliefs, your only tool is to deny it and not actually not learn about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that that's similar to a point I made earlier. We the you gave the example of the those cave dwellers, the one that said they claimed to feel the warmth on the wall was intellectually dishonest to themselves to to go to that wall and and then feel the warmth. The only thing I could do in that case would be to go to my cave dwelling partner and say, I feel like there's warmth here. Can you verify it? Right. You can't then make the jump that there is light and sun outside. Even though you may feel that, you may think you know that that happens in science. You've got scientists that they kind of have a gut feeling about some something that you know, I feel that if I do if I add a, B, and C together, I'm going to come up with this uh, I'm going to get this result
1: if I do the the experiment. That's called a hypothesis.
0: They, yeah, i'm I, my hypothesis well, no. is blank. And But I no, when
1: you do the experiment specifically so you get that result, not do the experiment regardless falsify. of what. Yeah. That,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, we're, but then we're that saying, doesn't really fit the
1: cra- cave dweller analogy, I think analogy it does. though.
0: I think it does. Because uh, what they would do then is say, you know, um, I feel like there's warmth here. And then in my mind that I haven't shared with you, I'm thinking... Um, there must be a source of heat on the other side of this. I may feel the warmth on the wall and say, and think to myself that there is warmth coming in from outside. But my first experiment is to make sure that I'm not the only one experiencing this. So I have you come over. Do you feel the warmth here? And you say, yes. Okay. My hypothesis is there's a source of warmth on the other side of this wall.
1: Right. And that's, in 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 a scientific method, that's how it should be, and I I would I would say that in all things, that's how it should be. But as we discussed earlier, that's setting down an absolute, and absolutes don't necessarily exist.
0: I don't think I followed you. How that's setting that's up what an absolute? It's
1: called a callback.
0: How is that setting said, up an absolute?
1: If you say that in all things you should always follow the scientific method.
0: Oh, in all things. Yeah. You know, I I think I'm okay with, I think I'm okay with absolutes.
1: (laughs) Well, and, and I'm not necessarily okay with absolutes. Um, and, and this may stem from me being in it where by, by all imaginations, when you set up, a process and then you hit the on switch that process should work every time you hit that on switch and then you hit that on switch and then the process doesn't work and you check everything over everything is absolutely right and you go well that was supposed to work by god that was absolutely supposed to work so you turn the switch off and then you press it on again and then it works. And it's like, wait a second. I did not change anything in this system. I checked and verified that everything was set up correctly in the system. I did not change anything. The first time that it was supposed to work, it did not work. Now I, now I turned the system off and then turned it back on, and the second time it worked just fine. What's the difference? There's no difference. There but was a difference. One time though. it worked and. That's that's not hub. that's not
0: how computers work though. Yeah, there was a exactly.
1: Difference. There was a difference somewhere. I can't see what the difference is. I have no way to tell what the difference was. Maybe the power didn't wasn't uh properly regulated the the first time I turned it on, and there was just happened to be a dip at the wrong time, and it just wouldn't allow the system to to start because a component errored out. I can't see that, and that is a change in the process that I'm unaware of. But it's also a change that, I mean, I have no way to expect and I can't see. So it's like, to my to my vantage point, nothing has changed.
0: Well, or you do have the ability to see those things. You just didn't know to check it. You didn't know to look there. Like I, or I, experienced I didn't have this. the
1: tools set up to be able to see it at the time.
0: Yeah, I run into this problem and and with programming where you think you've accommodated every eventuality, but in reality, that isn't the case you you run your code and it runs great four hundred and four thousand three hundred and eleven times but that four hundred and four thousand three hundred and twelfth time it crashes and brings some production system down for six hours because you forgot to carry the one (laughs) because (laughs) some
1: user clicked up in the upper right hand corner and while holding the mouse button, made a circular gesture, <laughs> which should never ever happen under any condition because there's nothing up in that corner. But for some reason, that motion while the button is held <laughs> down causes the whole system to crash.
0: Yeah.
1: We've, we've, uh, hit our, our, we didn't talk about if eggs are the gold. devil though. No, we didn't. Do we wanna, do we wanna make a, a bonus?
0: Bonus, bonus section topic. to the <laughs> bonus topic. Bonus All right. topic. Bonus Our topic. Egg's the devil? I'm gonna go Our yes.
1: The <laughs> they are absolutely the. De- to me, they they smell and taste like wet dog hair. Nobody else seems to understand that. Everybody that I tell that, it's like, what are you talking about? Except for my oldest son, who agrees with me. But to me, they they Whoa. smell and taste like wet dog hair and do vile things to my body.
0: Objectively, you're both wrong, but subjectively, I can't, I can't say anything about that.
1: Eggs are the devil. Clearly. So. All right. We hit that I think we wrapped that topic. Yeah. (laughs) Bonus topic done. Eggs are the devil. We have crossed that off our topics list. Um, We've gotten a couple of extra topics in today. Uh, we still haven't finished our topics list, so I guess there's going to be another episode.
0: Was there was there another topic on there? I, We've got I, two I more topics
1: saw... that are carried over from uh, the... Well, I, I updated the, the document. Oh, so... I only
0: saw two on there when I checked.
1: Yeah, I updated the document, put, put the two topics we did not cover last episode, um, which is AI discussion and are we in a simulation... Well, I mean, uh, so,
0: I've got nothing going on. If you want to keep talking, we can talk about it.
1: <clears throat> well, I mean, then we don't have anything for our next show yet.
0: Yeah, but I really enjoy this. <laughs> I don't want to do stop. <laughs> <laughs> the, more we do, the more we do this, the better we'll get at it. So I I, I just I kind of want to keep going. You, you want to like keep
1: going just while while we've uh, not got the audience and, and we're wide open and what we can do?
0: Yeah, kind of. I would like okay. a break, though. I'd like to get some more coffee and maybe run to the restroom I could uh I could start some uh I could start some music do a little break
1: <laughs> yeah uh I've got some chick-fil-a uh breakfast fillets sitting next to me that are begging to be eaten so I would like a break too
0: alright well uh let's I mean, granted a break, you then. might
1: have seen me eating a sausage biscuit away from the mic while we were <laughs> going earlier <laughs> yeah we're definitely gonna have to cut some content out of this one
0: yeah for sure okay um but yeah, let's uh, let's take a break, and uh, I'll put some music on. And uh, yeah, let's go break. We'll uh, be back in five.